Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. What the fuck is up, motherfuckers? What's going down? What's happening? What's cracking? What's popping? What's going down? What is the Thursday vibes like? What is the Thursday vibes like? It is Thursday, September 8th, and I know that I have not made a podcast. I have not promoted a podcast. I have not created a podcast for a minute now. It has been a minute. It has been a few weeks. And I have to say, first off, thank you guys so much for supporting us, the ongoing support. Thank you for the love. Thank you for everything. And thank you. Thank you for being patient with us. If you don't know the whole deal, the whole, you know, everything that's going on, I'm going to explain it to you because a lot of people that listen on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Podbean, Castbox, Amazon, you know, we are we are everywhere. You guys should know that by now. Wherever you do listen to podcasts, any podcast platform that you choose, that's where we're at. So if you listen to us on those platforms, good luck. Appreciate you. But some of those people, some of those people, I don't know what the percentage is, but there's a small percentage that do not follow us on Instagram. And Instagram is where it's at, at Mixture of Variety. That's at Mixture of Variety. Very simple, very easy to figure out. If you guys didn't figure it out by now, now you know. Instagram, at Mixture of Variety. Now, some people don't even have Instagram, but it is what it is. It is our only source of social media. I mean, believe me, if it was up to me and there was another way, okay, if there was another way for me to promote the podcast without using social media, I would have figured it out by now. I mean, it seems like, it seems like now that's just what it is. Um, obviously these days, the last 10, 15 years or something like that, if you're getting a product out, Um, If you're an influencer, obviously, you know, if you're trying to sell something, if you're trying to build up a business, um, if you're trying to capitalize off that business, if you're trying to sell merch for whatever you're doing, big shouts to those people that are hustling like that and doing the damn thing. But for us, we just really started merch, but it's not even about merch. It's about getting our podcast out there. So if you want to find out everything that's going on the podcast, definitely check out Instagram, Admixture of variety. That's admixture of variety. And the reason why I say that more than I normally do on this podcast is because there's a lot of changes happening. There's a lot of big changes happening. And you can even hear it right now. And what do I mean by that? Well, right away, if you guys have been listening to us and you've been tuned in for a minute, you already know that Patient Zero does not have any music in the background. That's right, I'm trying to address you guys personally and properly with no music in the background. This is not an official podcast by any means, but this is a way for me to reach out to you guys um, and let you guys know what's going on if you're not following us on Instagram, which once again is Admixture Variety. And it is a business account and everybody can you know join for free. It's not a private account or anything like that. You can just join, come join the fun. Uh, and not only the fun and not only seeing some of the craziest banners that you'll see, in your life, but also you get the 411 and you'll be in the know about what's going on with the show. All right. So obviously for the last few weeks, because there's not been a actual show, an actual podcast um, for the next few weeks, our views have been dropping uh, in the audio sector anyway. Um, 
because you guys know that we still have the YouTube show as well. We do the audio show when we can, but we, for the most part, once we get back up and running again, it's going to be Mondays and Wednesdays like we've always done. Mondays and Wednesdays, it's going to be a new episode on Spotify and everywhere else uploaded at 10 p.m. Eastern, okay? So 10 p.m. Eastern, you can end the night like that or start the morning the next day just like that with a new podcast Monday and Wednesdays. And then Fridays, Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, we have the YouTube show, which is also on Spotify video, which is kind of awesome because... You know, about a month or two ago, Spotify decided to finally put video on as well as audio. And so you can watch the show on YouTube live when it's a live stream. And then you can watch it on Spotify video the next day because it takes forever to like render and, you know, download and all that shit. Uh, Unless you want to wait till about midnight, then it'll be on there as well. But anyway, that's how it is. And that's how it's always been. Okay, that's nothing new if you guys have been listening to any of of our podcasts. And obviously, I'm talking to people that have been listening to the podcast because we still have a magnificent, magnificent following and we fucking love you guys to death. But if you are not watching or listening on Instagram, this is what the deal is. So. Your boy, Patient Zero, I have been. Trying to make a lot of changes for myself for a while, especially the new year in 2022. I just felt like there was a lot of stagnant energy. I feel like I wasn't happy with with where I was living physically. And I had a lot of things going on. And I don't like stagnant energy. I like to do what I want. I like to pick up and leave when I, I need to and I have that feeling to. Um... And I have chosen to move back to Tampa, St. Pete, Tampa Bay area, Florida. Quick rundown of why that place is important to me and why this actually this move was a whole 360 or actually a 180 for me is because back and I talk about this often, talk about this often back when my drug use was extremely high and back when I was on the music label and I was in the closet and I had everything basically going against me and it just kept going worse and worse and worse and worse especially my drug use and I had no other choice at the end of 2011 it was actually November I had no other choice but to get help or I was gonna die 100% And I had no other choice but to move from Tampa Bay area, which I was living since 2004, back to New York because that's where I had family and that's where I'm originally from. And I knew that family can help me. So if you guys don't know the story or you haven't listened to the pod where I actually brought it up, um, I was thinking the whole time in the end of 2011, November 2011, I was thinking that I was going to move up there. I didn't have to worry about, you know, the shit that I was using, the drugs that I was using, because they don't exist in New York, (laughs) which was just a crock of shit, but that was my uh, mentality, you know, Uh, drug addict mentality, so I started using as soon as I went up there, I started using hardcore, I started using other drugs, I started, it was just like, I wasn't, I was ready, but I wasn't ready to get some help. So then finally, from November 2011 
until May of 2012. All right, so a solid six months. From the end of 2011, May of 2012 is when I finally walked into my first rehab. Um, That journey for the past 10 years has been an incredible ride, good and bad. I've had incredible highs, incredible lows, and maintaining and trying to figure out life in the middle of it. Trying to figure out life without using drugs. Trying to figure out life dealing with my feelings, dealing with stuff head on. Um, dealing with my mental illness, dealing with, you know, being bipolar and having PTSD and depression, anxiety and all these things and trying to deal with society and trying to deal with, you know, what do I want to do with my life and all these things? What do I want to do with, you know, my love life and all these things were happening within that process. I got clean and then I relapsed and I got clean and then I relapsed, and I got clean, and I relapsed. Now, that was basically the moral of the story for the first, like, six and a half years, okay? It was, you know, I first put together a year and a half, and then that first relapse, it was all downhill. I couldn't get my shit together. I could not stay clean, no matter what I did, no matter how many meetings I went to, no matter how many outpatients I went to, no matter how many rehabs I went to. Went to a halfway house for nine months. I was clean the whole time, but then afterwards I relapsed. So I thought for a while that that's what my life was going to be about. Um, That nonstop chasing the dragon, nonstop chaos, nonstop, you know, feeling like I'm losing it, nonstop. I'm never going to get this. So with all this being said, When I moved from Florida at the end of 2011, and I moved back to New York, I was still in love with Florida, okay? I had a lot of bad things happen in Florida, but it was me doing the bad things and me taking the bad things to where I was living. It was not Florida, okay? I can't blame situations around me because I was putting myself in those situations. I couldn't blame the people around me because I was putting myself near those people, and using drugs with these people, you know what I'm saying, I couldn't, uh, you get the point, so, I still was in love with Florida, um, and my main thing was to go back to New York, get my fucking self together, get clean and sober, get situated, And move the fuck back to Florida. That was the plan all along. Okay, that was the plan all along, ladies and gentlemen. This is why, you know, some people I talk to, like friends, uh, relatives, whatever like that. Oh my god, you're going back to Florida? Yeah, that was the fucking plan the entire time. This plan was manifesting very slowly. But this plan finally manifested to where we are now. And where I'm speaking to you now. And where I'm recording this podcast Now, because, ladies and gentlemen, what happened was something beautiful. I had 
couple of mental breakdowns during this process. I had a lot of people that I lost in my life that were very important to me. Um, I've had all these things happen. And then I've had some really significant things happen that I've talked about on the podcast before. But one of those things was the third time in 10 years, actually third time in like five years, that I got admitted to a psych ward. Okay, now I've gotten admitted to a psych ward for trying to kill myself. I've gotten admitted to a psych ward for um, blacking out on opiates and benzos and totaling my car and waking up and I thought I was actually in jail. And that's when I lost my license for five years. Had a lot of things happen during this time. But the most significant to this day is when I was... The worst thing about an addict... I know if you guys are addicts out there or know somebody that's addict. The worst thing about it is like knowing that you're not clean and sober. Like you're actually not clean and sober. You're using or you have used or used in the past week. You used in the past month, whatever it is. And you're telling people... Okay, you're going to meetings and you're lying out of your fucking mouth. You're going to Sunday dinner with your family and you're lying out of your fucking mouth. Oh, I have, you know, I have eight months clean and everybody's so proud of you. You go to a meeting. Oh, I have nine months clean. Oh, my God, we need to celebrate. That's such a beautiful thing. And in the back of your head, in the back of your mind, no matter how much you try to push that down, it's still there. The truth is still there. And when you're the only person that knows that, unless you really are, like, some type of sociopath or psychopath, where you could just push that down or make it into reality and then just not have any feelings about it, unless you are that person, most normal people, after a while, you just explode. You just explode because, you you know, people are... They have to know the truth, especially if it's not just one time, like you're continuously using, you didn't just slip up just one time and you, you know, had a, had a, you fell off the horse and you got right back on the horse or whatever like that. And you went to a meeting and it talked to your sponsors, you know, your sponsor, that's a little bit different. I'm talking like actively using, you're actively using and out of your mouth, you're just lying to whoever needs to hear it. Now, why would somebody have to do that? Okay, well, for a lot of reasons. I mean, obviously, if you're going to, if you're on probation or something, it doesn't matter how many how much you talk because they're going to piss test you anyway. But if you're not on probation, let's say your significant other took you back and you know threw you out of the house the first time. Now your significant other took you back and you're lying out of your teeth. Or your family, the same thing. Like, you, you have nowhere else to stay and you're trying to get on your feet. And you're staying with family. And if they knew that if you were using, they would kick you the fuck out. Okay. So, that's just how it is. Unfortunately for a lot of drug addicts. For me, I got to the point where I was doing just that. And I was doing just that. And I was like, it was so bad that I was actually looking over my shoulder you know, because I would literally be one of those drug addicts that I'm walking to a meeting and telling people that I'm going to a meeting and I would pass right by the church or whatever the meeting is at and go right down the block and get a natty daddy or something like that. You know, some kind of hardcore 
alcohol uh, drink and just chug it real fast to make sure no one, no one knew. Um, and then I would chew a whole pack of gum or I would just, you know, spray my mouth with binaco or whatever the fuck I had to do. And that didn't really make the using very fun at all because I was severely paranoid all the time. So I couldn't like enjoy drinking. I couldn't enjoy smoking. I couldn't enjoy, you know, doing these other drugs. And believe me, it got hardcore again. It wasn't like I'm talking after everything happened. Um, I had significant things happen in my life. And instead of just dealing with it head on, like you're supposed to and, and how I wanted to, I just went to different drugs and just tried different drugs and just switched it up with drugs that I haven't tried before. And just like, I was just a fucking mess. Just an absolute mess. So, with all that being said, the one main significant thing that happened that changed everything was that last time that I was in the psych ward. Um, And basically what happened was I was in the rehab before that and I had, I was there for three months. It was a 90-day rehab really wonderful rehab, you know, I would say it changed my life, I guess it did change my life, at least for those 90 days, because I still have that experience, strength and hope, you know what I mean, like, I didn't lose that, but unfortunately, I did start using after that, and when I was in there, I had a family session, and the family session were a bunch of letters that, basically, the letters were just, like, to dump on you, like, I can't believe you did this, and you stole money from me, and, you know, um, Blah, blah, blah. Like, they specifically told you to do shit like that. Like, it wasn't, like, a loving letter. You know what I mean? It wasn't like you see, like, on um, Intervention or something like that where you just say, like, you know, we love you so much, we want you to go to rehab. No, no, I was already in rehab, and I was in there for two out of the three months, and we had this family session, and we had these letters from everywhere. Significant other, you know, brothers, sisters, parents, you know, whatever it is. And in that whole process... My mom and my sister were allowed to take part. Okay, so with all the letters, you also have two people that can actually come to the family session. And my God, what a family session it was. It was the most intense thing I've ever been through in my life. Okay? To put it lightly, it was the most intense thing I've ever felt. In my life. I. Never cried that hard before. I. Never felt so close. To my sister before. You know my only sister. Who I'm always just like. Oh my baby sister since she was little. My only sister because I have three brothers. Um, And we were always so close. And then after that we got even closer. Well. Ladies and gentlemen. You already know how the story ends. Well, I shouldn't say ends, but the story continues. Uh, Right after that process and right after I got out of rehab, I was thinking that I was never going to use again. And wouldn't you know it, I started using again. So what that did to me was a feeling that I've never felt before. The... Paranoia was to the point that I've it's never been before. 
couldn't be around people. I, I began, I, I became agoraphobic. I was a lunatic, right? And I just couldn't say anything about what was really going on. And so one random day, it wasn't like this was planned, one random day, I was hanging out with my mom and I started crying hysterical and I feel like she knew right away. And after that, my life changed forever because she went home and she was crying harder than she ever had before, almost like choking and almost like my family that lived there thought that she was having a heart attack. And how bad I hurt my mom, like not even realizing that how bad I hurt her over the years and over the decades, I should say, because I was using, you know, hardcore for like 16 years. But when that came out, this was after the family session of rehab. This was after like this. This was uh, a point of my life where it was basically holy shit. You know, he's never going to get this. Like, holy shit, he's never going to change. At this point, holy shit, he lied to us, to our face, again. He's never going to get this. You know, like, what are we going to do? We we throw our hands up now. There's nothing we can do. So it's almost to the point where we just have to let go, basically, right? Now, I've been to meetings before. AA meetings, NA meetings. Mainly NA meetings, but it doesn't matter what meetings. I've been to these meetings before, several times. And I've heard, oh, my family disowned me. My family doesn't talk to me anymore. Or, you know, oh, my, my parents stopped talking to me. They couldn't, they couldn't take it anymore. You know? They just couldn't do it. Um, my brother, you know, my friend, whoever it is, they just, they couldn't do it. They stopped talking to me. I haven't, I haven't heard from them for 10 years. And I'm just thinking in my head, like, wow, well, no matter what happens in my life and no matter what direction my life goes, I know at least I can always, you know, count on my family for being there. Well, that's when everything changed because after that incident with my mom, my sister, you know, my baby sister who I love and had such a strong bond with, Stop talking to me. Just stop talking to me. Stop talking to me. Did not return calls. Did not return texts. Wanted nothing to do with me because of how this, ha how, what happened and how this affected our mom and how it affected her because we did a family session where we looked at each other eye to eye and it was basically like, this is never going to happen again. As she was reading her letter and as we were crying harder than we ever cried before. There's only so much that someone could take. I mean, I'm thinking like this. I was thinking for a long time that as bad as this is, you know, for me and how bad this is overall in my life, like what a significant moment this is in my life. My sister stopped talking to me. I was thinking that I'm kind of like in a blessed, in a grateful state because I'm telling you right now, if I was on the outside and I was not the addict in my family, and I had to deal with this from the outside, and I had to just hope and, you know, like, think that they're not lying to my face and hope that they're okay and where are they sleeping and what's going on, 
you know, are they alive? Are they in jail? Where the fuck are they? What's going on? And, and constantly having that panic on that end. I don't think I'd be able to take it, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think I'd be able to take it. Not at all. That's a fact. So, anyway, that's just a side note. Once this happened, I really, really knew that I had to get my shit together because this is like, now my now I'm losing my family. Like, what what is next? I'm going to have nobody in this world. I'm going to choose drugs over everybody. I'm going to be completely alone and I'm just going to die, you know, somewhere in a ditch or in jail or something like that. Traumatized me. This absolutely traumatized me. So that gave me the fuel that I needed to try this one more time. And March 28th, 2019, ladies and gentlemen, March 28th, 2019 was when I was, I woke up actually the first night in the psych ward because I tried to kill myself when I tried to overdose. Um, I tried very, 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 very hard to overdose and, you know, it, it didn't happen. Instead, I woke up in the psych ward. And when I was in the psych ward, I didn't count that as a day. But the next day when I woke up, I had nothing in my system, so I counted that as a day. March 28th, 2019. And since that day, I've not touched any drugs or any alcohol. And this past Sunday, that means it was 41 months. Okay, 41 months clean and sober. Which also means... The 28th of this month, 28th of September, will be three and a half years. Now, bringing this all back together and packaging it up and putting a nice little bow on it. Three and a half years, or just shy of three and a half years, sounds to me like now would be the perfect time to move back to Florida. Move back to Tampa Bay. The place that I absolutely fell in love with. And I wanted to come back for years. Literally a decade. So a decade later, your boy Patient Zero comes back to Florida. And that is the reason why the podcast has kind of been on hiatus. Not kind of, it has been on hiatus. Because my living situation, you know, I have to just, uh, I'm waiting out getting a place and living with a friend right now and I don't want to give you guys half-assed shows and half-assed podcasts with a not studio quality background microphone or camera so I'm just getting everything situated again you know everything just because the move happened from New York I'm not you know in the New York studio anymore just because that happened doesn't mean that we can rebuild and we're going to rebuild even stronger and bigger and better than ever just please give us some time. And that's what this podcast is really all about. Just give us some time. We got some shows in the works. We got some guests in the works. Everything is going to be beautiful. We're going to get back on track very soon. Okay. Um, of course, you know, next month is Halloween. So you know how we do with our Halloween show. Our Halloween show is fucking the highest rating show that we have or like our second highest rating show that we have is the Halloween show so you know it's going to be fucking that like we did last year times a million this year so just give me some more time just got to get situated just got to get straight 
And, uh, you know, like I said, we're just not going to give you guys half-assed podcasts just because. Um, so look out for us starting in two weeks, I would say. Um, two weeks, you know, two Fridays, we'll start back on YouTube and we'll go from there. Um, and then if something changes, obviously follow us on Instagram at Mixture of Variety. Again, that's at Mixture of Variety. If something changes and we can go on earlier, like maybe next Friday, then that will be the platform and that will be where you would find out all that information. Okay, so please check us out there. Please let people know that we're not going anywhere. We do not go anywhere. Okay, we're just rebuilding because just like your boy Patient Zero had to rebuild his life, we are rebuilding the podcast as well. And we are looking forward to doing bigger and better things. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy, Patient Zero, one half of the hottest podcast in the world, mixture of variety entertainment, and we go by Move, because that's right, we stay moving forward and never backwards in 2022 and beyond. Soon I'm going to have to say 2023 and beyond, this year is flying by. But anyway, again, thank you guys so much for your ongoing support, thank you for your love, and thank you for your patience. We'll be back at it very soon. We love you guys, Patient Zero, out.